Adios, Bella Lugosi. I know. I know. <laughs> My God. I know. Hello. Welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm a brother, William. And happy Halloween, everybody. We're happy to be here. Wait. Oh, my God. Kristen, we didn't put on the human suits. They can see the real us. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, oh, quick, my God. Okay, quick. quick. Uh, say the spell. Okay. Brother, brother and, and sister, sister demons, demons we be. Dawn the flesh, so human we seem. Okay, everything's cool. Okay, everybody. Hello. Okay. Welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm totally just Kristen. Yeah, and I'm I'm the normal, regular, regular old Will. Yep. Uh, we're all good. We're well, all good. Everything's okay. Everything's perfect. Hello. Welcome. Everything's great. The show Happy must go Halloween. on. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. Uh, welcome to the best day of the year. That's right. Everyone gets spooky. Everyone gets freaked out. I hope that you're ready for... Spooky. Everyone gets freaky. Yeah. I hope you're ready to either accidentally give away an entire bowl of candy tonight or eat the leftovers from kids that didn't take all of the candy. Mm -hmm. I hope you got good candy so you're not just ending up with runts. Yeah. Although that would be a good strategy to make sure you don't constantly eat your own candy to just have... People do that. A bowl full of Smarties. People get like crappy candy that they don't like so that they're not at that risk. Are people actually giving out stuff like raisins? Um, you know, I bet some people are. I, I bet they are. Yeah, that's like the joke. Yes. But it's such a joke at this point. Is anybody actually doing it? Totally. I saw some bags of um, savory treats for sale as Halloween snacks, which I, I, I'm cool with. Like there were pretzels. Oh. There were like veggie straws. Um, That's okay. I didn't see, maybe, you know, maybe I just didn't see them. Maybe I chose not to see them. I didn't see any raisins on sale. Yeah, raisins are weird. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, this week on Guide to the Unknown, we're going to take a look at sort of a time-honored tradition yes, of sorts. Of the from, Halloween season. From its quaint beginnings to its extreme mm-hmm. new incarnations. We're going to be talking all about haunted houses. That's right. Not only as they are today, where you have to sign a thousand waivers and somebody mm-hmm. might spit in your mouth. Right. But also the stuff from yesteryear. The evolution of haunted houses as attractions, where they started, where they've gone, and the future of haunted houses. Do you have anything to say about the future of haunted houses? It was speculated about in the documentary that I watched about them, but not really. Oh, okay. I yeah. kind of do have something to say about the future, oddly. Okay. Um, so I looked back at the origins of haunted houses, and I discovered some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. First and foremost, uh, this is kind of unconventional, but it's primarily the track that I'm going to be following from here on out. Mm -hmm. I learned about a particular type of carnival or amusement park attraction, which is a haunted house, but is also known as a dark ride. Oh, okay. A dark ride is basically a ride through attraction where you sit in a little car that takes you past a bunch of scenes of stuff happening. Usually there are black lights that are illuminating things because a dark ride isn't necessarily dark in terms of being sinister or scary. Uh It refers to literally being dark as in this is an enclosed space. There's a ceiling. There are four walls around you at all times. Okay. Um, it gives the designers some freedom of creativity to do stuff with forced perspective so they can make it look like you're looking down a long hallway. Wait, real quick. So is this one of like the early kinds of haunted things? Very early kinds of haunted things. These suckers started popping up at the end of the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so they became like a big explosive thing. You might think of some of these dark rides. Again, they don't all mean that they're haunted and spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dark rides were uh, tunnels of love. Oh, man, you never... Are there tunnels of love anymore? I know. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that. I forgot that existed. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. So by enclosed space, it's not necessarily... I mean, depending on your deal, not necessarily like claustrophobically enclosed. Right. But just technically, you'd be in like a bigger cave thing. Sure. It's not like you're necessarily smushed into something. Right. Man, so all, so is Willy Wonka's boat ride a dark ride? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I guess kind of, yeah, because that is, you know, the dark ride originally was you would sit in a boat that would take you down a little canal. Yeah, because yeah, I think of a tunnel of love being as a, a boat thing. A thousand percent. Yes, I think maybe Willy Wonka's scary boat ride is a dark ride. 
Um, but so I learned something pretty cool about tunnels of love. First of all, a lot of them would have images of, you know, romantic stuff happening, cupids shooting arrows into your booty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the hell, making your booty blow up yeah. with his arrows. That sounds more like my extreme haunted house stuff later. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Um, but evidently some tunnels of love could be spooky to encourage couples to cling to one another. Ah. Here's a quote from the Wikipedia for old mill rides, which are the same thing. Old yeah. mill ride is, you can think of like a log flume uh-huh. ride kind of thing. Yeah. Same as a tunnel of love, same as a dark ride. The darkness provided a degree of privacy and the frightening scenes offered a socially acceptable excuse for the physical contact at a time when public affection or even holding hands was considered inappropriate. Ah, that makes sense. With the development of other socially acceptable opportunities and less stigma for unmarried couples to engage in physical contact, these rides became less popular and were either rethemed into children's attractions or torn down completely. Huh. So tunnels of love yeah. would spook you so that you'd have a good enough excuse yeah, for going to... like, oh, Deborah. Yeah, snuggling <laughs> with your sweetheart. Right, because otherwise if you were doing like PDA stuff out in the world, yeah. it, it wasn't cool. Get in that tunnel of love, you creeps. You know what else is a dark ride? We used to go to, when I was a kid, and I don't know if you were around yet, I guess you probably were, um, Rye Playland. Right. And they had basically like a Pirates of the Caribbean ripoff thing that was essentially a dark ride. You got into like a boat and went through these scenes that you looked at. Right. A lot of them are- so cool. It's pretty cool. A lot of them are like portable. Yeah. So um, the companies that would make them when they were insanely popular, they're just, uh, most of them, especially at the time when they started to get um, literally put on rails Mm -hmm. where you'd be sitting in a car, not a boat. That's just like a bunch of metal that you can take apart- yeah. pick up and carry to any other carnival or yeah. whatever. So uh, they became insanely popular. I mean, there were thousands upon thousands of these things and they there still are. Like we don't go to it, but there's a carnival that happens nearby us every year. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you there's probably a dark ride in there or two. You think? Absolutely. There are not many anymore. Uh-huh. But there's still just like a simple attraction. If you think of um, the classic idea of like, you walk up to a rinky-dink carnival and there's just like a little car with four seats on it and then it pushes a set of doors open and goes into a a, a, a house of some sort. Yeah. That's a dark ride. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So they definitely still happen. Um, in uh, the UK, Ireland, and New Zealand, and Australia, mm-hmm. um, dark rides are actually called ghost trains. Oh, nice. Um, I, I don't quite know why i guess the idea of a dark ride didn't make the most sense and Mm -hmm. ghost train was the name of a play Mm -hmm. and they eventually just kind of adopted the name um this is sad but i found it to be i don't know interesting and uh scary in 1979 there was a horrible fire uh on an australian ghost train almost everybody got out except for seven people who died in the fire. Oh, God. So police said that those seven people had climbed out of their cars and unsuccessfully tried to find a way out themselves. So because these things are typically labyrinthine and Mm -hmm. literally dark, you're in a dark room. Yeah. Once they got out of the cars, they couldn't find their way out. Um, Had they stayed in their cars, they might have survived. Other evacuated passengers reported seeing empty cars exit the tunnel That's on fire. Awful. How terrifying is That's that? That's awful. Absolutely terrifying. They probably thought they were being proactive and being like, if I don't do something, I'm going to die. Right. We got to get out of yeah, here, like, gang. Like sitting ducks. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's But awful. weirdly, the solution would have been to sit tight. Mm-hmm. Um, really horrible. Um, there was a, a thing here about the Pretzel Amusement Ride Company. Okay. Uh, which patented the first single rail electric dark ride in 1928. These mm-hmm. things go back a long time. Pretzel rides are what they were called because one of the riders said, quote, I felt like I was turned and twisted like a pretzel. <laughs> so they kept the name. They built over 1,400 rides between 1928 and 1978. As of 2016, four remain. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Here are some of the rides that this pretzel company did. Yeah. Haunted House, Devil's Cave, Bucket of Blood. <laughs> Bucket of Blood. Devil's Inn, as in, you know, a motel, yeah, yeah. hotel, Holiday Inn. Yeah. Laugh in the Dark, 
Sounds like Are You Afraid of the Dark's Laughing in the Dark. <laughs> it's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. <laughs> Laugh in the dark with spinning cars. Oh, wow. It was a, a literal spinoff. I'll skip that one. Yeah, no thanks, Barf. Casper's Ghost Land. Spookarama. Mm. Dante's Infernal. Is Inferno. In- okay. My bad. And The Haunted Pretzel. Yeah. Uh, spook- <laughs> it's funny they just straight up with, went with The Haunted Pretzel. Was, maybe it was the original. Yeah. I don't know. The Spookarama. Oh, my God. The Haunted Sponge. <gasps> I was sopping wet yeah. and all twisted about. Uh, Spookorama was on Coney Island. It opened in 1955. Some of the old views included zombies, the face of an ogre composed of light bulbs. Nice. Which is probably pretty cool. Yeah. A demon slashing an axe toward the writer. Oh, my God. Which sort of highlights one of the things that uh, I love uh, about this kind of ride which is that you're not really a participant in mm-hmm. any of this yes and there are boundaries i believe i'm on record as saying that my favorite rides at disneyland and also probably the only rides i went on because i hate roller coasters are things where you just sit yeah. and it just moves you through looking at a bunch of different stuff totally that's great small world haunted mansion uh what was the other one pirates like, of the caribbean yeah parts of the caribbean those are my top Top three. Put me in a seat and show me some stuff. Yeah. I'm a happy little camper. That's all I want. I don't yeah. want to interact with anybody. Uh, there was a man in a straitjacket being electrically shocked. Okay. This is a recurring motif in a lot of dark rides that I looked up. Uh-huh. Uh, because I'm guessing, remember there was that period of time where you could almost get it at a spirit of Halloween store. There was just a guy with a bag over his head in an electric chair. Yes, like thrashing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like horrible looking. That must have been one of the most that was mass like a classic. Yeah, yeah. Mass marketed, you know, uh, mass manufactured Halloween props. I feel like that Definitely. showed up in everything. Yes. Uh, there would be heads popping out of barrels and a gruesome man being killed. Well, in an electric chair. Okay. <laughs> Uh, on the way out of the ride, stringy objects hang from the ceiling that provide an extra fright. Ugh. What? what? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. That's But that's how they described it. Stringy objects. Yeah. I'm thinking cobwebs. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah. Um, here is uh, something pretty cool that I found. Talk about the future mm-hmm. of stuff like this. Uh, I found an article from Vice about a guy named Joel Zika and something he is doing called the Dark Ride Project. Oh, good. Which catalogs the last remaining classic spook rides around the world. Yeah, because this sounds awesome. It's very cool. I wish this was more of a thing. Yes, I I couldn't agree more. If you go to darkrideproject.com, you can start to sort of like keep up with the progress that this guy is making. He uses three special low light cameras to deliver uh, image from every direction. Uh, Giving their dwindling numbers, the project might be the last chance to see some of these spaces. Mm. Um, And this kind of sent me down a rabbit hole, honestly, of um, looking up videos of haunted houses and dark rides. Yeah. Did you know that you can sit in the comfort and privacy of your own home and just see like wonderfully detailed footage of scary places that you never have to go to yourself? Yes, I'm very familiar with that. It's lovely yeah it's the way to do it as far as i'm concerned i couldn't agree more yeah i couldn't agree more i i don't think we mentioned do you like haunted houses you know i i i remain kicking myself because of the time that we went to universal horror nights and i was mm-hmm. so messed up from a roller coaster that i didn't want to go into any of the haunted houses mm-hmm. What a missed opportunity. We were there. I don't, we weren't doing Guide to the Unknown yet. So, right. honestly, maybe I didn't have it in mind as much to like try to capitalize mm-hmm. on doing spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like modern Willie probably would have toughed it out just to be able to tell the story later. Yeah. But back then, we didn't really have a venue that would support that kind of a thing. Right. Um, so, I really kind of uh, view that as a wasted opportunity. But otherwise, like, I would never do it for fun. I would do mm-hmm. it, I would do it for the personal torture of having to go through that so I could sit here in this basement and tell you about it. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I hate haunted houses, they're very unpleasant. I hate them. I had no desire to do any of them when we went to Haunted Horror Nights even beforehand. I know. Um, I just really hate them. I used to go to them. I've been to a handful of them because I know I've mentioned this on the show. It's one of those things where 
I was like, oh, I like scary stuff. So of course I like haunted houses. So when my friends would invite me to them, I would go and then I would just be hating my life the entire time and just like digging my nails into my arm or the person next to me. And honestly, usually it's keeping my eyes closed as much as possible or looking right at the ground. And I would just do it because my like by road, I was like, yes, like scary things, I'll go. And then one day I had an epiphany where I was like, I hate this. I'm not yeah, doing this. I really don't want to be touched. I really don't want. I don't even want them in my face or no. anything. Like most of them, you won't be touched. But I don't like being scared in person whatsoever. No, not at all. I like reading about the experience of haunted houses, like doing my part of the research on extreme haunted houses. I was fascinated. But even like the little kitty ones, I, I just hate it. I don't like it at all. So see, I think I'm fine. I, I can't tell you the last time that I went to one, honestly, probably the last time that I went to like the modern idea of what scary is was universal horror nights mm-hmm. where they have scare zones and yes. people are employees. There are encouraged to jump in your face and rev chainsaws. Yeah. I don't like that. No. That's not my idea of scary. That's mm-hmm. the like, you know, Again, not to put down anybody else's idea of scary, but that's like saying that Rob Zombie movies are scary. Which just like it an, scares me. I find it scary. It's I, jump scares. Yeah, but I being startled and feeling mm. threatened is not the same as enjoying spooky stuff no. to me. No, you know, like not Rob Zombie's either. idea of being scary is having a redneck, you know, scream like vulgarities at you, yeah. and that doesn't scare me. It like grosses me out and annoys me. Totally. And like having somebody jump in my face and rev a chainsaw, I technically, yes, it's doing the job of scaring me. But what it's really doing is startling me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's momentary and it's going to go away in a moment. But like, I don't know, maybe I'm a, a fogey, but I'd be so much more interested in seeing like like a little spooky play happen. Yeah. Or, you know, like spooky memorabilia that's on display. Mm-hmm. I don't Same. know. Yeah. That sounds great. Or, I'd love to see a spooky little play. I remember they put on... God, what was it? I was researching some farm or something. I talked it on the show. Knott's Berry Farm? No, no, no. It was something. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, guys. But there was something where they do a scary play every year on the site of a haunted event. It was something where Zach Bagans and crew went there. It was on a farm. Damn it. But that sounded awesome. Yeah. But haunted house and jumpy stuff I can't do. I don't want it. I went with my friends from the salon, I guess probably two years ago now, on a haunted hayride, because they were like, We know you hate haunted houses, because I've been I've been asked to go and I say no all the time now. And they're like, but we're all getting together. And it was after I stopped working at the salon. They're like, little kids go on it, it'll be fine. There were were little kids on it, and I was not fine. I hated it. Really? Yes. See, I think that I would like something that I think nobody else on the planet would like. Don't like to be startled. If I went to Universal Horror Nights, first of all, Universal is part of the lineage of horror. Right. They have Frankenstein, Dracula, Mm -hmm. you know, the Gill Man, stuff like that. I would want to go to Universal Horror Nights and see somebody in costume as black and white Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, that rules. Clomping around and he can wave at you and hand you a flower. I would that love that. Great. That's my kind of haunted immersion experience. I want to see it coming. I want it to be a little absurd. Yes. And a little funny. I don't want it to be cackling, you know, freak show carnival performers. That stuff's yeah. not funny to me. No. Or scary, I mean. Same. Yeah. Um, well, it's whatever. So uh, here are some other dark rides. There's the ghost hole from Coney Island, which is presently abandoned. The photos of this are awesome. Mm-hmm. Looking at abandoned um uh, haunted houses is really really creepy and yeah. cool and interesting they're kind of like a relic of a bygone era yeah so here's what would happen in the ghost hole a halved man hung from the ceiling over the car and the first full stunt passed was of an electric chair <laughs> execution uh-huh. after a brief u-turn outside one was greeted by a bulging eyed bellhop and a plunge down another slope past several strands that made contact with the rider. So again, just like strings. Oh, strands. The stringy yeah. stuff, that's fine by me. Uh, at the bottom of this dark passage were torches, uh, horror-oriented familial groups sitting together. So I guess like bands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, torture victims, tiki creatures, a snapping alligator, and another vomiting man. They did not yeah. mention a previous okay. vomiting man. <laughs> Not part of the picture. Not part of the picture. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Universal Horror Nights in concept. Yeah. It started in 1991 as Fright Nights. Mm -hmm. Uh, Essentially, every year they grew and grew and grew. The original tickets were like $12. Yeah. Wow. They were like a million dollars when we went. It was like a hundred bucks when we went. And we went in like 2015. Yeah. I want to say 14, 15. Actually, like 16. 16? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 You're right. Um, you are forced these days. You have to walk through a scare zone, at mm-hmm. least one yeah. at the entrance. Mm-hmm. So you can't even avoid this stuff. Could we have avoided it besides the entrance? We kind of did, to be honest. You could see when we went, there there was like a 50s... Um, yeah, like zombies and stuff. 50s zombies and a school bus. And it was like, all right, well, let's just stay away from that. Yeah. Like they all like the we performers... We a bunch. We did. We did. It was it was horrible. Yeah, I hated it. It was horrible. <laughs> Honestly, if the scare Why zones we weren't there... together? I bet we tried, huh. you know? Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. So they do force you to go through more than one at the beginning. I think, I think, but there's one that like you couldn't get around. Uh-huh. Then I think you've got a decent shot at uh-huh. avoiding the other ones, though the performers can expand out of the yeah. radius of their scare zone they're supposed to perform. And so you're kind of always at risk. Right. But you at least can like kind of be like, all right, I want to stay away from that. I want to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. There's one at the entrance that everybody gets funneled through. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty horrible. You're like shoulder to shoulder with everybody. Mm. And then you see some performer that's lumbering and is like making eye contact, like face down, eyes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making eye contact with you. And you're like, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Yeah. I always... um. I, I tend to, I find whenever I'm in one of these things, um, play off the fact that I am like a very large person. Mm-hmm. Um, nowhere else in the world do I want to emphasize how big and intimidating I can be. Mm-hmm. But anytime I've ever been in a, like a haunted house situation, yeah. at some point I always end up puff up, like puffing up <laughs> and pointing at the performers and being like, don't, don't do it. Don't you dare. You stay there. I did it one time. There was like, um, she must have been, you know, like the performers in these things were like 16 year olds. Yeah. I remember there was one, I saw her coming. She was like 16. She was dressed like a witch and she was on the ground, like on all fours. And I went, don't you dare. And I saw her slump as like, oh, man, <laughs> like she's just doing her job. Yeah, totally. Just, don't you come near me. Oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if honestly, without the scare zones, mm-hmm. would we have been more likely to explore the haunted house stuff? No, I really hate haunted houses. Really? I'll never do one again. <laughs> There's no need for me to yeah, do that. Okay. Yeah. It was so unpleasant walking like the streets. Atmospheric, spooky, and scary. But stuff. do you remember when we were walking the the little fake streets of Universal yes. theme park? If it were not for the scare zones, how much more enjoyable would it have been? Because they have a restaurant that's themed after the original monsters. Right. They have a little mu- museum of Universal memorabilia. All this stuff is open. Yeah. But you feel so. Fight or flight. Total edge. You can't pay attention to any of it. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been a million times more enjoyable. Honestly, if they just got rid of the scare zones, I probably would have been able to even stand still and look at the haunted houses from outside to see what people are doing. Yeah, I feel like I just had to get through everything. (laughs) I just remember being very aware of myself Mm -hmm. and especially of you. We were Mm -hmm. with Allie as well, but Allie was more gung-ho about all of this. I knew that you weren't into the scare zone stuff, so I kept trying to like... Like mean mug anybody who might come near us. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Um, Six Flags Fright Fest mm-hmm. started in 1986. My question to you. Yes. Does anyone ever think of Six Flags? What do you mean? I, I continually forget that this place exists. Yeah, somebody must. Um, it stays open. My next People question love to Fright you. Fest. Yeah. Do you want to go? No. I went to Six Flags like a few years ago this was another thing that i've shut down that my friends enjoy that i now i'm like no absolutely not um i hadn't been to a six flags or an amusement park or anything in years this is before we went to disney and universal and my friends mike and sarah were going and they were like do you want to go and i i said to them and everything like i think i probably hate roller coasters that doesn't appeal to me at all i went on them when i was a teenager and stuff and i liked them but like that sounds awful now but I'll try anything once. Well, is that true? I'll try this once. Like, I'll see. Maybe I'll like it. I'll do one. If I hate it, I hated it for a few minutes. If I like it, then great. And the lines are so long for these things anyway. I'm still happy to go and hang out with you guys, even if that's the case, because we'll just stand and talk in line. Then for three minutes, you'll be on a roller coaster. So um, I went on Nitro at Six Flags, which is like, I could see my friend Mike's where he was coming from. He wanted me to try that one because his rationale was that it doesn't go backwards or upside down. So that'll be less, that's like a good training wheels roller coaster. Okay. But I don't think that's the case because it's also like one of the highest roller coasters in the country or something with like one of the worst drops. Right. So I hate it. I hate roller coasters. 
And um, yeah, I went on one more with them, which was literally a child's roller coaster that was like inside a building. And that was okay. I still didn't enjoy it. And then I just did what I said. I waited online. I held their hat in person. And it was fine. I think there's a chance I will never bother trying to get on a roller coaster again for the rest of my life. No, I staunchly refused when we went to Universal and Disney. I don't like them. But my question to you, mm-hmm. I will persist. Will I go to Six Flags? Yes. Horror Six Flags Fright Fest is still happening for a few more days. Yeah. Um, I've already looked up the price of entry. I don't want to do that. How much is it? Like 40 bucks. No. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) Hold hold, please. (laughs) So we, I I don't think we even said it at all. Uh, Right now, available for people on patreon.com slash GTTU pod, there's an hour long, we're calling it a documentary of Kristen and I visiting um, haunted locations in New Jersey, which we shot for our live show. Yeah, from just a few days ago. Yeah, we only used a few minutes of it in the live show, but we had like hours of footage. So Will killed it, edited it down a little, just a little bit, basically. I cut out like, and, well, there's like you know, there's like an hour of almost dead air yeah. overall. So I cut it down so that it's like an hour long adventure where Kristen and I go to this uh, grave that's in a movie theater parking lot, Mm -hmm. the Devil's Tree, which is in the middle of a very ritzy New Jersey neighborhood, Um, this patch of land nearby us called No Man's Land, where a bunch of spooky things have happened. And finally, where Kristen used to live, (laughs) and the Devil's Tree, which is a sort of New Jersey icon of spookiness. Yes. So we went to all those places. We brought ghost hunting equipment. Um, We shot a lot of material uh, it's it's really a show. You can mm-hmm. get it right now if you're another world warrior on patreon.com slash GTTU pod. It'll go to your podcast app or you can watch it, yeah. which is probably the preferred way so you can see what we're doing and everything. Right. Um, but like it was so much fun shooting that. Yeah, I loved it. Um, that I, I kind of we're running out of time. Uh-huh. If we want to see a theme park Halloween, Six Flags is doing it. We could go Ugh. during the day. We could go, we could go get lunch. Here's the thing. I think that we went during Fright Fest, Mike, Sarah, and I. During the day, there isn't scary stuff going on. Oh, no? It's at night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, during the day, it's just Six Flags. I'm but still not like, against it. But they're like Fright Fest signs or whatever. Okay. It's nighttime where the freaks come out. Mm, the freaks come out at night already. Exactly. Now, are you saying that you wouldn't want to do this for the people that support us on this show? Do they want us to do it? Folks, would you like to see Kristen and I put in this position? Granted, I'm walking in willingly, though I know I'm not going to like it. Do you want to see Kristen what put in this happening? position? We're obviously not cast gonna, your votes. We're obviously not going to go on a roller coaster. We're just going to pay forty dollars no. and walk around the thing. I think there's right other night. stuff. I believe there's other stuff there. What what stuff do you think there is? What do you think? Games. I think there's like almost like museum-y type stuff. The Batmobile was there when I was thirteen. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I think there might be like an arcade. Shows? Yeah, maybe. They do shows? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Look it up. Cast your votes. Cast your votes and you have to do it like ASAP because this thing yeah. truly is only in existence for like three more days. So how do they cast their votes? Uh, at GTTU pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Tell us whether or not you want us to do this. Okay. Email GTTU pod at gmail.com. Um, Send us of, messages. If a bunch of people write in and you guys want us to do it, then I'll do it. Really? Yeah, sure. <laughs> how how much longer does this go? Uh, not long. Yeah. Truly, like until like Saturday or Sunday. Okay. All right, guys. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pounce, pounce, yeah, pounce, yeah, pounce, yeah. pounce. So I've got a bunch of stuff about the haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do want to say is because I think we're gonna table the haunted mansion until a future episode because mm-hmm. there's honestly there's so much Disney lore. There's so much about like how it's right. done, what the story is. There are three versions of the haunted mansion well there are a bunch but there are three drastically different versions Mm -hmm. of the haunted mansion so there's the haunted mansion that you know from like florida and california there is the phantom manor from disneyland paris which is a little bit different and is more of a single storyline about a bride uh and then there is mystic manor at disney in hong kong which they don't do anything with the afterlife at all because culturally that doesn't fly. Oh. So instead, it's all sort of much more um, fantasy-based and fantastical. So instead of ghosts, it might be suits of armor where the heads are singing. Yeah. You know? Cool. It's it's so much more um, kind of trippy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about some of that stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. But in the interim, uh, I really advise you all look this stuff up on YouTube there are crystal clear videos of these rides. And I'm telling you, when I watch 
the haunted mansion in any form it takes on YouTube in like HD, that's where I want to live. Yeah, totally. That's like, I wish I could go there and sit there and not be in the moving car. I wish that I could sit in the parlor and like work for the day. And then go home. Well, I sent you. Have you listened to that Haunted Mansion background noise thing I sent you? Uh, did I? I might have. Will and I both like listening to like um, either horror scores when we're working or kind of like, I guess it's more of me, like ambient kind of noise things. And somebody posted on Facebook a YouTube video that's like really long. I can't remember. It's hours and hours long of music from the Haunted Mansion and some snippets of dialogue with the sounds of a thunderstorm overlaid over it. And it just kind of loops. Yeah, and so yeah. you can listen to that as somewhat like white noise. Yes, I did. And I'll listen to that when I work sometimes. It's all so charming. Yes. It's like it's like my favorite spooky vibe. Yeah, I love it. Um, so definitely go look up the footage of the, uh, the Phantom Manor, Phantom Mansion and Mystic Manor. Yeah. In addition to the, you know, the haunted that mansion. That sounds awesome. Oh, I had it's so cool. No idea, number one, that there are three versions. Yep. And I didn't know that there were like clear videos on YouTube. Yes. I mean, I, when am I ever going to go to Disney Hong Kong? The answer yeah, is never. Right. But I, I'm fascinated to see oh, Mystic man. Manor. And it's incredible. It's oh, incredible. I'm going to hit that up ASAP. I love the haunted yes. mansion. So look that up. But otherwise, that's sort of the, the origins of haunted houses that people would go to to enjoy. And it's all a version of the same stuff that we still enjoy today. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of spooky skeletons and dragons and obviously that electric chair thing. Yeah, that electric chair thing really struck a nerve. I know, it's really a thing. But also for sure, go check out the Dark Ride Project Mm -hmm. so that you can see the process of trying to immortalize these dark rides so that they'll live on forever. And maybe this even means that you can put on one of those VR headsets so that you can be in the ride, which you otherwise would never have the opportunity to do. Is that on the table? Is that part of the Dark Ride project? I believe so. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds really awesome. That's the future of Dark Rides, yeah. is being able to just sit right here and go on one. That's very, very cool. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to talk about mainly a much less charming side of the haunted house industry. Um, so it's kind of, there's, there's the regular haunted houses that are sort of in the middle. There's like the dark rides, which are a little bit earlier and a little bit less scary. It sounds like than regular haunted houses that you think of springing up in a mall parking lot or whatever that you go into and there are jump scares, but you leave like unscathed. Right. And then in the last, like, probably let's say in the last 10 years or a little bit less there has been this crop of extreme haunted houses or extreme haunted experiences that have popped up and so i watched an episode of the show dark tourist on netflix it's episode eight of season one that was about a place called mccamey manor which has been in the news a lot. Is that the one that everyone's sharing? Yes. Yeah. It's been in the news a ton and being shared around because their 40 page waiver got leaked online and um, it has like insane things on it that you're signing away or fine. I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, So it outlined that it outlined a place called blackout that's in New York. Apparently it has a couple of other locations where it's a similar deal where it's like an immersive haunted experience. And there are these things that are basically like, borderline like torture experiences if not actual torture i guess the only way you'd say it's borderline is because you go in consenting to it but if we're saying we don't find like people jumping in your face and stuff to be scary or more this is like this isn't scary this is like an experience that people choose to have for like some reason that i i personally don't understand yeah the thing that i was criticizing before was still like some minimum minimum wage worker who's like not allowed to touch you yeah 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 you know, no they, these are like in in both of these places that i'm going to talk about specifically you're signing things that say that you like you know that people are going to touch you and that you won't fight back right. like it's a given um so i didn't mention so the, mccamey manor is referenced in the show dark tourist and then after that Ryan and I, my husband, were watching. We watched that and we wanted to know more about it. So I just, I was like, maybe there's some sort of documentary about haunted houses. So I put in like haunt E. And then this documentary called Haunters, The Art of the Scare came up. And it was exactly what I was looking for. Oh, wow. It worked out great. I just did a total like blind search and came up with like the exact thing I wanted to find. Jackpot. So this is a movie by John Schnitzer. 
love a schnitzer, love a schnitzel. Yeah. It's on Netflix and I super duper recommend it. It doesn't only cover these extreme haunts, although I will say that it's the bulk of it. It's also covering people who um, make them or make haunted houses out of their own homes or driveways or whatever and who just have a passion for it. So there are a couple of haunted house experiences or actual haunted houses, I should say, that are just kind of your more normal haunted right. house. But it's people who make them like in their driveway and garage. And it's in, it's extreme in that it's an extreme focus on this hobby, but it's not extreme in the way that we're talking about like the scary things where you're signing away all your rights. Right, they just go the whole nine yards. Yeah, it's just somebody who's like super passionate about it, but you come out the other end and like little kids do it. A little kid did one of the houses, which is called um, Nightmare on Loganberry because that's the name of the street that this family lives on. And this little kid came out and he said, after you do it, you feel like a man. <laughs> which was adorable. You feel like a man. You feel like a man. That's funny. So I was texting Will during this, and I was like, oh, man, you should watch this if you're interested. Like, this is so crazy. And I said, like, they don't show anything super graphic, like, just so you know. I will say here and now, I, I wasn't as far into the documentary when I texted that to Will. They do show stuff that's graphic. Not graphic, like, like, I don't know how to explain that. I mean, it's not like they're like slicing people's arms or anything, but they did show stuff that was like disturbing and upsetting a okay. little bit later in the documentary. So if that's something that you're not interested in, just be aware of that. And I will say I'm going to talk about some stuff that's like gross and disturbing and upsetting a little bit. So if you're not interested in that either, you might want to bounce. I'm not going to go yeah. like insane, but like this is sticky territory yeah we're leaving the world of like carnival rides no this is like very messed up yeah. i i was fascinated by this but definitely there were parts of it that were borderline like oh god like i don't know if i should be watching this should they be doing this like what's the deal and then you remember that the people signed up for it and consented to it consented to have their footage you know used for other sure. things so they the people who do it, most of them seem to like it. I just can't relate to it, so it seems horrible and wrong to me, but I guess it's okay. What I don't a know. bummer to be like. I'm sure that there's gray area with it. I'm ready for this haunted house. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are going to jump in my face. They're going to throw stuff on me. Sure, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you get in there and you're like doused in blood and you're crying. <laughs> and they're allowed to use the footage for whatever. If there was footage of me crying because a haunted house scared me too bad, that would be mortifying. I could never get over I that. I think you pretty well know it going in, though. So here's <sighs> the deal. The first one that I'm going to talk about, McKamey Manor is the big one people are talking about. I'm going to leave that for last. First, we're going to talk about one that's called blackout that i mentioned before so it seemed like there's a main location in new york but there are some other locations and it started out as an art project the creators of it whose names are josh randall and christian thor were part of like the avant-garde theater scene in the city and were doing something called blackout that was kind of an immersive disturbing theater production okay and then it sort of escalated from there and turned it into rather than just like immersive to watch a participatory thing that you sign up for so like mckamey manor you have to sign a waiver um it's much less extensive than mckamey manors seems like uh, it is um and it is a one person deal like you go in it's actually now you have to go in alone yes that seems like it's the way it's done now, from what I understand. I looked up some Yelp and Reddit reviews, and maybe at different locations they offer a group experience. But the way it's presented in the documentary Haunters yeah. is that you go in alone. Um, you say that you allow the performers to touch you and physically interact with you in any way they want, and that you won't fight back at all, among other things. Um, the way it starts... Seems kind of awesome at first. They don't talk about this in Haunters, but I found this looking on Reddit. And it depends because they'll go through different kind of storylines and seasons. So something I'm describing now is something that I read about from 2012. Okay. So it can be totally different now, but theoretically, this seems kind of sweet. So you're told to go to a certain location, like a cross street or whatever. And then somebody there will tell you to like go to a phone booth. You go to the phone booth, you get further instructions, you walk out, somebody in the street hands you an envelope, and it feels like everybody is in on this thing. You're just walking down the street, and they're just normal people, but they know to look out for you, 
and they are guiding you along this experience, which is so cool and so weird to me. Yeah. Um. There's a logo for Blackout, at least there was at that point, which was a shirt with three dots on it. So you could look out for somebody with three dots. Maybe you even as a person going through it are wearing a shirt with three dots. And you're in the regular world, but there's a secret thing going on. That's that, pretty like, cool. You know about and yeah. the performers know about. In this 2012 experience, the person was told to go to a hotel and it was an active hotel, like a regular hotel with kids running around and stuff. And they were given instructions to go to the hotel room, turn off all the lights, get into bed and go to sleep. You're obviously not going to go to sleep. Um, And then at some point, you know, while they're in bed, they started to realize that there was somebody from the bathroom door looking at them. And then the experience starts. We'll link to that in the show notes. Again, that's an old version of it. It doesn't seem like that's what happened or was going on in the documentary Haunters. But when you go to Reddit, it's one of the first things that comes up. And it's so cool and weird. And I remembered I read about this years ago that i i didn't know it was called blackout or anything but i remember reading about this crazy experience thing i've read about a bunch of these i've read about things where they put you in a van and drive you to a place god horrific yeah but fascinating to read about from the comfort of your own home just like you were talking totally about. so what they're showing in the documentary like i said is different it looks like it's happening in some sort of like warehouse space it's definitely not happening in a public space that they're just using one room of now um Similar to McKamey Manor, which we'll get into a little bit later, they use modern military coercion tactics to like put you off your guard. And it's really it's torture, basically. So they tie your hands behind your back. You go in wearing a surgical mask and they put a bag on top of your head. So it's hard to breathe. Um, There's a lot of suffocation and smothering going on. Throughout this whole experience, that seems to be a common thing between Blackout and McKamey Manor. There's lots of like shots when you see the footage of people with like saran wrap pulled tight around their face. God. I know. It's so extreme and nuts, Will. I don't get it. But so that's the thing. They also do a lot of waterboarding, um, either like pouring water in or on your mouth or dunking your head and things and holding it. That's like, so it's horrible. Extremely Who, risky. So the only way that people are recommending this is people going like, "You've got to try it." It was horrible. Yeah, but you like know? some people are like, you know, normal haunted houses don't do it for me. I want something more extreme. I don't get it. I really can't relate to it even a tiny bit. I don't get it. One of the freakiest parts of the documentary to me was their interviews with people who had just completed these things, either blackout that i'm talking about right now or mckamey manor because there would be some people who are like i loved it i I, i've never experienced anything like that they're all things that you want to do but you're not allowed to do in life you're just all the taboos are out the window you're you totally are allowed to experience anything and then there are people who are like i can't wait to do this to people now i want to be the one who's inflicting that on other people oh no 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 it's The taboos are out the window. Bring the taboos back in the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More taboos. In this context, love all these taboos. I want to hold on to them very closely. Um, Especially, or well, particularly this one. Something that differentiates Blackout and McKamey Manor, which I know I keep referencing even though I haven't talked about it yet, but I feel like it's looming like a specter over this entire thing. Right, Something that differentiates them is that at Blackout, in the waiver, they specify that you are going to view simulated sexual assault. Oh, also, what? Um, yeah. Also, some of the performers are totally naked, which is included to be jarring and threatening. Like their idea is that in a traditional haunted house, maybe they're wearing costumes and they look like a werewolf or whatever. In Blackout, there is nothing between them and you. It could be a naked person running after you. And this is a real person you know what i mean so you could also i'm sure there's a level of um a level of what should i say like doubt or something because you could be like okay this person is supposed to be naked within this experience but what kind of person signs up to do this what if they decide to go off the rails there's a whole other layer yeah what if they decide to go off the rails and go off script and do something to me that's which is what they're playing with that's what they're like deliberately playing with move over lon cheney there's a news (laughs) naked man (laughs) running after you who can touch you who you've said you will not fight back against. Adios, Bella Lugosi. I know. 
I know. My God. <laughs> I know. So the creators of Blackout are really going for a psychologically trying experience as well as physical and everything. Of the assault part specifically, Randall says um, that that part should go, quote, deeper than shock value. It's about finding what an actor and audience are interested in and making them interested in going to that place. We try to be as clear as possible about, about what people are in for. Um. They also say about kind of like the naked thing or the thing in general, we want to strive for something more realistic. And then they didn't say this, but they're meaning than a traditional haunted house. You can rationalize away other scares. Vampires don't exist. Our favorite comments on Blackout would come from people weeks later when they would asked, why did I think about that in there? It sticks with you. I would think. So they have a safe word that you can use in Blackout that will get you directed out. Um... And it sounds horrendous. This the, sounds the safe horrendous. word is? No, no, no. Oh, no oh, the the okay. whole experience sounds horrendous. Like you have to say something embarrassing. No, it's no. It, well, at McKamey Manor, you say something embarrassing. Really? So we'll move on to McKamey Manor now. For a long time, McKamey Manor didn't have a safe word. That was one of their extreme selling points. They only added it later. Although there's a lot of controversy about McKamey Manor for like, multiple reasons not just the idea that on its face like in theory that this is a messed up thing but there are also people who say that they don't respect the safe word and they'll push you past and be like no you don't mean that whatever and oh it's a safe phrase it's not a safe word and it'll be it's something stupid like it's embarrassing but it's dumb it'll be like my name is david and i'm too much of a baby to make it through mckamey manor you know what i mean um so, like I said, they're especially notorious right now because of that 40-page waiver that was leaked online. And I want to read some of the items on the waiver to you. I read a couple of them. Yeah, there's there's a particular post that's getting passed around that kind of has them highlighted. So I'm just right. going to go through and read some of those. Sure. Um, let me see. There is no quitting unless serious physical or psychological injury is present. Participant fully understands and agrees that being scared, having a panic attack, et cetera, does not count as a serious en- injury. So, like, those things could happen, but they don't count as a serious injury. So, you're not allowed to quit if those things happen. Participant fully understands and agrees that their tour may include the use of hypodermic needles, zappers, tasers, or dog shock collars. Participant fully understands and agrees that they may come in contact with carbon monoxide poisoning with regard to use of artificial fog. Um, let's see. They fully understand and agree that various fluids, such as food coloring, grease, theatrical blood, or other liquids may be placed in participants' mouth. It is participants' responsibility not to swallow these fluids. Participants fully understand and agree that a nail may pierce their hand, that their hand may be smashed with tools. What? That choking may occur and that gagging or vomiting may occur. That they may have a plastic bag or plastic wrap on their face, which could possibly cause suffocation, blackouts, etc. And participant will not hold McKamey Manor responsible or liable. Uh, That they may be fish hooked, which may inadvertently cause rippage to the mouth area. That if they are selected to visit the dentist, that they may have a tooth extracted without Novocaine and will hold MM, will not hold MM liable. Um, they understand that it's possible that joints, i.e. jaw, shoulder, elbow, wrist, knee, hip, may be accidentally dislocated and won't hold them liable. Um, that they will be participating in mi- various medieval torture devices such as knife throwing while strapped to a spinning wheel, shackles, chains, gibbet cage or gibbet cage stocks, the rack, etc. And they may uh, they fully understand and agree that water torture may be used. It's psychotic. It's psychotic. And here's the thing. This is my theory. And I don't even think it's like a deep theory or anything. From watching the Dark Tourist episode about McKamey Manor, there is actually a waiver ceremony or waiver ritual, they call it, that lasts hours and hours. So I think that the waiver is kind of part of the thing, and it's not actually to be taken – I mean, you should. You can't. But not to be taken super seriously. I think it's part of the psychological torture aspect of it. I think it's to get you so freaked out and scared about this whole thing. I can thing. see that. It's also... So I think there are some things that are legit, like them putting things in your mouth or whatever. But I think that there's a lot in there. It's 40 pages. I just read a selection of it. Right. I think there's a lot in there to get you scared. Well, it's also obviously like a really great marketing tool. Yes. To have this get out there that there's such extreme stuff that happens at McKamey Manor. Right. Exactly. There are a lot of layers to this as well, where some people say that it's not actually like that a lot of this is marketing, that this 40 page waiver that was leaked 
wasn't really leaked by somebody other than them. It was leaked to add to get hype going for right. McKamey Manor and things like that. Even still, can you just have people sign a waiver and then that? You know what I it's, mean? Like, and, and so that's the end of that. There are all these gray areas and loopholes that I don't totally understand. One of them is that you don't pay to do McKamey Manor. It's technically what? free. That you were just asked to bring a bag of dog food. Because the guy who runs it, Russ McCamey, is a dog lover. So he either gives it to his five dogs or donates extra to an animal shelter. Now, that doesn't seem to be necessarily out of the goodness of his heart. It's some sort of legal loophole because then you're able to say that this thing is for fun and he's not charging people to do these things to them or something like that. Okay, so the bag of dog food is not considered a monetary... It's a a donation. So it's it's some sort of weird thing. Also... If somebody were to sue him, that waiver probably wouldn't hold up, but it holds up enough that he can't have charges pressed against him from like the police or outside sources because he can point to him and be like, this is all, they consented to this and they signed this. Right. So it wouldn't necessarily hold up in court if one of those people sued, but it's enough to keep him safe from just like state reprisal. It's so weird. Like I know that this is it's an extreme. So weird. This is like an extreme comparison, but like mm-hmm. I, I remember like I was a really big fan of the Saw movies yeah. uh, when they first were coming out. And I remember being obsessed with that whole notion of Jigsaw being like, well, the people that I put in my traps, I don't, I've never murdered anybody. Right. They all kill themselves. Yes. And it's like, well, but, but you're doing you're that. doing it. Yeah. You know, like people can send to all this stuff, but do they really... It's different to have the idea of something and then have it in action. Yes. Which Plus, is why, but again, I mean, it's so crazy to me, but like, yeah, that's why a safe word is in place and they can decide to pull out or whatever. True. You but know? that, to your point from before, like that almost safeguards them even if one of their like performers in there mm-hmm. flies off the handle and does something extreme. Well, right. they're they're covered, you know, yeah, that gives totally. that gives free reign to the people that are working in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCamey Manor yeah, to like break signing. your arm for fun. Right. You said that they could and right. you said that you wouldn't fight back or yeah. whatever. It's so messed up. So a big difference between Blackout and McCamey Manor is one, Russ McCamey seems to really pride himself. He keeps referring in these things that I watched both in Dark Tourist and in Haunters. He says it's all PG-13. He seems to see PG-13 or the rating system to only regard sexual or, or I should say overtly sexual stuff. Um, because there's no there's no sex stuff on its face right. in there. So he's saying it's PG-13 in, in that regard. But it's like – it's horrifying, obviously. The other thing is that this is hours long. Blackout is like 45 minutes long. This is 10 hours long potentially. 10 hours long? Yes. So theoretically, if you make it through the entire 10-hour ordeal – you win the $20,000 prize, but nobody has ever done that before. And I saw on Reddit some people saying that there have been people who've made it to like 9.45. And then also in the waiver, it's like, will we reserve to end the, end this if we think you're about to die? At like 9.45, they can be like, you're clearly in danger, clearly whatever, and end it. What? Yes. What a scumbag. This that guy, is more annoying guys, than anything else. You guys, if if you're interested in this, if you're not squeamed out by me talking about it, you got to see this guy. He is a character in itself. This is, again, an example of something we probably do a whole episode about. I'm kind of trying to keep it a little condensed. Sure. He is so bizarre. So there's a lot of talk about whether this guy is a psychopath and is doing this for his own jollies and stuff like that. And watching the footage of him doing it, it seems like it. He's got like a creepy enjoying this face on and everything. But interestingly to me, the guy who did who does Dark Taurus, who's basically like a journalist who goes to different scary locations or whatever. I know there's some controversy around that that I don't know anything about. I've actually never seen it besides this. Um he seems like a fairly level-headed guy. He ends up saying in Dark Tours he doesn't think that Russ is a psychopath. He seems to be very invested, involved in making movies. He seems to like to get the reactions and put it on camera. He's got to think about about filming it and making movies. And there's a woman who wrote an article that was linked to on Reddit, which I'll also find and put in the show notes, who came to the same conclusion. She was like, I, I think he seems like a guy who's very into the movie aspect of it. But I got to tell you, watching it, he seems like he is enjoying the hell out of it. I don't know. 
I don't know. I didn't spend any personal time with this guy like they did. Yeah. He's a weird, interesting person. It's He said he would never, ever do this himself as a participant. He has all these fears and stuff like that. He's like afraid of snails. He describes himself as besides this, like a straight-laced kind of conservative guy. And he doesn't even really like slashery horror movies that much. He likes Alfred Hitchcocky kind of old stuff. He's not really into Saw or Hostel or anything. But, I mean, he enacts this stuff all the time with some actors and helpers, but I don't know. So it's super disgusting. Um, It's the same kind of stuff as I mentioned in Blackout, but it seems like with the addition, again, depending on what's going on with the seasons of these things, the storylines of eating bugs, being shut in coffins, people throw up and the actors put it back into their mouths. It's all God. disgusting. God. Um, On Dark Taurus, which seems like the most recent version of McCamey Manor, you have to show up in a onesie. So I think there's an aspect of you being like looking stupid and being like a baby. It's so weird. So Russ is genuinely, he used to work in the military. And so he overtly says that he uses military tactics to get to you. And he says that he can use mind control and hypnosis to freak you out and get in your mind and make you do whatever, make you believe whatever, flip you out. I think that there is some of that that might be true. And I think some of it is, again, to freak you out beforehand and be like, I can make you do anything. I can get in there and tinker with right, it. He's priming and you. Pr- it primes you and freaks Even in you the out. marketing. Exactly. Um, there have been tons of complaints about it over time. He used to pick up contestants and throw them in a van in like a residential area. So in that show or in that documentary, um, Haunters, it shows him getting a call from somebody who's like, you need to stop this. My three-year-old son is witnessing people like screaming, being thrown in vans. I've already called the police, whatever. Yeah. The iteration of it now. So it started in California where he lived. He moved to Tennessee and takes place there now. He calls the cops in Tennessee and is like, hey, uh, I just want to let you know we have a show tonight. So if you get calls and stuff like that, you'll know that that's what's going on. I imagine the cops still like take a look, but they might take calls about people screaming out in the woods with more of a grain of salt or something because Russ gave them a call. But that's also scary because what if that was a smoke screen? Yeah. That could be perfect if Russ is like, oh, I do all these things. And what if one day he does decide to kill somebody? I'm not saying he's going to, but I'm saying theoretically. Or what if some rando is mm-hmm. like, well, Russ has a show tonight. That's a good so point. I know that he's going to call the cops to say, you know, don't look into any calls too closely. I would imagine the cops still I know. take a ride. But like, what if, yeah, what if it becomes a boy who cried wolf situation? Right. It's so messed up. So kind of to that end, there is currently right now, like it happened since I watched that thing Haunters because I was researching this stuff for hours before we even decided it was going to be a topic for the show because I was so fascinated by this um, a couple days ago, reading, Googling, reading all this stuff. When I Googled it today, there was a new petition called Shut Down McKamey Manor that was started in the last couple of days, maybe two days ago, started by a guy named Frank Towery, who lives in that area, um, up on change.org that had almost 68,000 signatures on it when okay. I looked at it like an hour and a half ago. And it was climbing as I watched. More oh, really? and more people signing this shut down McKamey Manor petition where they said that they feel like it's just torture and it's horrible and it shouldn't be going on. Huh. Um, so that's where it's at. I'm going to check out the McCamey Manor Facebook page later tonight because that's also extremely active. Russ goes live for like an hour at a time all the time, just like talking about stuff, I guess. Um, I should mention in addition to the waiver that you sign, you have to go through this really rigorous screening process where you have to be 21 years or older or 18 to 20 years old with a parent's approval. You have to complete a sports physical and get a doctor's letter saying okay. that you're physically and mentally cleared, pass a background check provided by McCamey Manor, be screened via Facebook, FaceTime, or phone, get proof of medical insurance, sign that waiver, pass a portable drug test on the day of the show, and you also have to watch this movie that Russ put together called and then there were none which is a compilation video of all the contestants over a two-year period going through it and mostly quitting right so that you know exactly what you're getting into and the slogan for this is you really don't want to do this you really don't want to do this Mm -hmm. great slogan yes all right a couple of quick thoughts sure a petition to have it shut down Mm -hmm. 
how do you feel about that? I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know because like I said, like these people are going into it. Yeah. Nobody's accidentally signing up for McCamey Manor. I know. Nobody is accidentally going through that rigorous background check, drug test. Exactly. Doctor's physical. Nobody's doing that by mistake, not knowing what they're getting themselves into. So what's exactly. the harm in letting it continue if everybody who's going through it is consenting to it and getting out of it? a version of what they anticipated getting out of it. I feel much the same way, except I hate that this exists. Why? <laughs> it's so, it feels, I don't know. Like it's depraved. Yeah. And just even with the background check or anything, just seeing the people come out afterward and being like, I want to do this to somebody else. It's so disturbing. Oh, is it like a breeding ground? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't have a hard, like, I don't want this here thing right. where I think it needs to be shut down. That's interesting. But, like, it doesn't feel great. It's an I interesting point to, like, for the people that are, like, coming out of it being like, now I want to be the harmer. Right. Like, there are people who came out of it. There are people who come out of it and love it. There are people who come out of it and wish they never did it. Yeah. A lot of people quit, like, a minute in. On that show, Dark Tourist, this guy was all gung-ho to do it, and he quit. I think the timer had three seconds on it, because the timer technically starts after the waiver thing. Okay. And they've already freaked you out so bad, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if his head was dunked during that time. He was like, nope, I'm out. Like, the idea of like somebody holding my head down in water has gotten me. You know what I mean? The guy who uh, hosts Dark Tourist also was, like, done right away. I don't know, Will. I don't know. I mean, it's not my... <sighs> I don't know. It's it's so far from my thing. Yeah. But if people want to do this, I don't know. The guy who was on Dark Tourist, I'm trying to keep this short, but I feel like it's worth mentioning. The guy who was on Dark Tourist said that he was a former veteran. And basically, this was a way to get back some of that. I mean, it's sad. Like, that adrenaline rush of being that close to death and of war and stuff like that. Oh. It's dark. That's very dark. That's very dark. I don't know. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there are people who like benefit from this positively. I don't know. That's very I don't dark. know what I think. Um, okay. Uh, slightly slightly lighter question. What's yeah. a shift like at this place? <laughs> if it's 10 hours okay. long, if it's 10 hours long, is it like, oh, hey, Michelle. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a guy up on three, uh, you know, having his butt dunked in, right. in, in soup. People get like shot with like paint gun pellets and stuff. It looks like people come out and show like these crazy bruises. I don't know. So in its in its most modern iteration that I saw on Dark, Dark Tourist, he originally had been living with like a lifetime domestic partner in California who he was doing this with, who seemed like a pretty normal lady. And Ryan and I watched Dark Tourist first, so I knew this lady wasn't in it. And I was like, oh, this lady had had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's now living with a woman who helps him with it, who's way, way younger than him. They didn't get into their personal story whatsoever, so I don't know what their deal is. It seems like via Facebook he has another new young girlfriend now um unless they're the same person they could be i'm not totally sure um i don't know my uh, i don't know I don't yeah know. what i was really asking Kristen, yeah is like well my point is is she she's the worker now I, oh okay in california it looks like there was like a staff of scary dudes there's so much to get into there's like a staff of scary dudes and there were ex-cons he was like bragging about how one of them was a skinhead None of them seem to be in the picture anymore. It seems like this project has severely downgraded as far as uh, budget uh -huh. because it used to be this operation with lots of staff. Now it's him and his girlfriend. And so a shift now is Russ and his girlfriend who is painting like weird mermaids on the wall in this house that they own that doubles as the place you go through. So a shift is is different okay. than it was at one point. Gotcha. 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 And also a shift could be, you know... Uh, just a couple hours because it's the waiver thing and then people well, that's tap what I'm out saying. immediately. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like somebody's like, all right. Well, I've slapped this guy in the face for the last 45 minutes. All and uh, days work. That's lunch. Yeah. So uh, Tiffany will be taking over. She's going to be uh, hitting your booty with a racquetball <laughs> for the next four and a half hours. Right. You know? It's insane. Guys, you got to see it for yourself if you or, want Or to. do you? I'm about to say, if you're interested in... Maybe like you don't the, need to see it for yourself. You don't, but if you want the full context, I'm not sad that I saw it or anything. Yeah. It's not... And you guys know that I'm a wimp from us talking yeah. about this. It's watchable, but it's very disturbing. Um, it's fascinating. I think almost the worst part of it is the gaming you out of the $20,000 prize. It's pretty disgusting. If you get if to nine true. hours and 45 minutes and they fabricate a reason why they have to call it quits... Right what it's horrible you know how long 10 hours is that's 
so long. How long would it take you to like relax after that? Like days, weeks. Yes. Some people say it's like a traumatic, it's trauma. Yeah. Like even though you consent to it, it's different once you get into it. Oh God. Oh, I feel like I've been on a journey. I, I feel know. I feel exhausted. Yeah. I feel exhausted now. This sounds horrible. Yes. Horrible. You guys should just go watch those haunted mansion clips, maybe. Go yeah, Phantom Phantom Manor, Mystic Manor, yeah, Haunted yeah. Mansion. Get go, ready for a future episode. Go look at what Disney does with their <laughs> let scary me, stuff. Let me have experienced this for you in the in this bubble. Yeah, then most of those most of those yeah. rides last like three minutes. <laughs> Unless you on them repeatedly like us. Yeah, true. Make it last a halfy. We true. went on Haunted Manor like three times in a row because we went at, at like 1030 and there were no lines. So we just kept going. It was oh, great. It was I loved great. it. It was great. Much better. You know what? Less McCamey Manor, more Haunted Manor. It's a Haunted Mansion, but. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well. Anyway. Not many people are debating, which one do you think is better? Haunted <laughs> yeah. Mansion or McCamey Manor? It doesn't come up a lot. Which one? I can't make up my mind. Apples and oranges. Well, there you have it. That's it, guys. Haunted Mansion attractions mm -hmm. from the beginning yeah, to, to maybe the end. The end. So in Haunters, there's a lot of speculation or some speculation being like, is this the future of haunted houses? Is it going to get more and more extreme? I don't think so. I think the some extreme ones might keep getting more extreme, but I always think that there will be the safer options yes. and an extreme option. Exactly. I think that's, it's still so, it's very niche. Yes. And they could get more extreme. Although I really don't know how they could get more extreme while being legal. Seriously. I'm sure they can. I'm sure I they'll find a way. Could. I guess they could. Even if you but double the length. That, I don't think the amount of them is going to expand so much. No, no way. Because it's so unpleasant. Plus, like, all you really have to do to make it more extreme, even if you can't, like, make people swallow their own vomit enough right is just go like stabbing them oh instead of 10 hours it's a full 24 yeah that's true you that's know true. you can always one yeah, up it that's and true. now it's a week yeah. now you live in here for a week oh well so also so there's the tennessee location out and he says that there's a secret alabama location that he doesn't want to talk about it all and nobody has made it there yet which seems to imply that it's like the next level well guess what i don't want to talk about it either yeah all right everybody all welcome right. to the end mm -hmm. of guide to the unknown yes possibly forever yes thank you Sorry. so much for hanging out with us happy halloween yep happy uh, halloween i hope you're enjoying yourselves and you're safe in your abodes <laughs> uh children are coming to get some yummy dummy candy mm -hmm. give them a dum dum give them a gum gum yeah not a raisin nope and uh, we'll see you next week for more spooky stuff. Until then, go to Guide to the Unknown's social media pages mm -hmm. at GTTU Pod to stay up to date with spooky news throughout the week. That's right. Hit up patreon.com slash GTTU Pod so you can see old Chrissy and Willie mm -hmm. going to a bunch of spooky places in New Jersey. Yeah. You can watch us do it. You can listen to us do it however you want. Become another world warrior for a yep. minimum of $4 a month on patreon.com slash GTTU Pod. Yep. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff on there, including our Netherworld Warrior episodes that come out on the 15th. Yep. That's the thing that's a guarantee. But then we just add all extra stuff whenever we feel like it Correct. so please join us over yeah. there and once you sign up you'll get access to all yes. of it stuff that came before and stuff that'll come in the future that's right we'd love it if you would leave us a review on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use five stars if you're feeling it yep get those reviews up they sagged a little bit again yeah somebody gave us a two-star review because yep. we said we don't like the peanuts and yes. we've never seen it's the great pumpkin charlie brown so, so we got a bad review so if you could help us out that would bring the rating up a little bit if you could leave your review and go like i'm so glad they don't like the peanuts <laughs> yeah that would really help and it would probably stick it to that person yeah. don't you want to stick it to somebody <laughs> Now I want to that be the harmer. say, Will. Yeah. God. Now the darker side of Willie. Yikes. Uh, you can also follow us online. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We'll be back next week to talk about more scary stuff. Maybe not quite as scary. No, probably not. Yeah, but maybe. Who knows? We might get here again someday. Yeah. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Boy, that was rough and tough. That was some tough info. I know. That was an info no-no. Sorry, guys. I don't. For the info no-no. I, I got no interest in McCamey Manor. Oh, God. No interest. Of course not.